God's good, isn't he? All the time. All the time. Well, bless you. All right, no gas in the tank. Uh, Mikey, can you start that up for me? I have left my, my little electronic device out in my car, so we're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. There we go. No gas in the tank. <laughs> Anybody feel like they just keep running on empty? Man, can't, can't seem to keep enough in there. And when you go to fill up, how frustrating is it that not only is gas... What is it? I think I filled up yesterday with the cheapest stuff I could find at Walmart for uh, $3.75. Actually, I was at Kangaroo. Not only does it break the bank when you get gas, but they won't let you fill up anymore. It hits, my car hits $75 and it shuts off. I have to pay twice. Just stick it back in there and do it again. Joy. I just think joy. This is just, this is just joy. Not only is it so expensive, but they won't let me fill my whole car up. They'll let me do it twice, but they won't let me do it in one shot. Am I alone? Anybody else else out there with me that holds more than 20 gallons of gas in their car? I guess I'm it. All right. (laughs) But have you noticed that the heavier your load is, the worse gas mileage you get? You know, something that I've not been talking about, but have you ever noticed the harder you push on the gas, the worse gas mileage you get? You know, the, the harder you run your car. They've done studies that if you run it at 55, you'll get this much gas mileage. You run it at 65, you start to drop. You run it at 75, you drop even more. You run it at 85, and you're probably going to die and run out of gas. But the heavier the load, the faster you run out. We're so overloaded with so many things, so many things with life with pressures, with the things that we're walking through, with finances, with kids, with schedules, with bills, with health. Uh, You know, we're at the end of the year and finals are happening and, uh, you know, the end of the school year is happening and parties are happening and recitals are happening. That's what's going on in my life is we're having dance recitals and piano recitals and ball games and we're just running, running, running. And it says in Matthew... Chapter 11, and I want you to know Jesus' way will beat any seminar, will beat any self-help book, will beat any pill, will beat any drink for the stress that you're under. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all who are tired from carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. How simple is that? It's so simple, yet it's so hard. It's so simple, but yet it's not the first thing we think. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I'm gentle and humble in spirit. And you will find rest for your souls. Do you remember? Take my yoke. It's not this nasty, bug-infested, spiderweb-covered thing. What does it say? My yoke is easy. And the load I'll put on you is light. We don't get to take Jesus' load. Jesus helps take our load. Jesus doesn't have a load. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the creator of all creation. He spoke and it happened. He doesn't carry a load. He helps us with our load. He's here to help us. 
Three important words we've been looking at for the last three weeks. And let me tell you, we're going to end tonight. We're going to end today, tonight. Today, I'm going to keep you till tonight. We're going to end. The end of a thing is better than the beginning. Amen? These three words, come, take, learn. Come to me. Take my yoke. Learn from me because I'm gentle and humble. Step number one for reducing stress. This is just a review. Go download it from the website. Number one, come to me. Come to Jesus and I will give you rest. Not the kind of rest you think, but soul rest. Everybody say soul rest. It's good rest. It's rest that you can't get anywhere else but at the cross of Jesus Christ. Second, give up control. You remember this one? This one's a toughie. Give up control. Let the Lord in. Let the Lord come into your, your, uh, your yoke. You're carrying around a yoke that's got a place for a second thing. The problem is we let our finances or we let our marriage or we let our kids or we let uh, material things or we let anything but the Lord in that. And all it does is just drag us down farther. Again, get in a picture. Get a picture of me trying to preach with my head in one side of this and how rough that would be. But when we come to Jesus and when we give up control, you know what happens? We don't even have to know that this happens. The Lord is so good that if we will follow His ways, everything that comes with Him comes. You don't have to even know it. You don't have to know that if I come to Jesus that He yokes Himself with me and helps me. You don't have to know that. You just have to come to Him. But what's good to know is to know that if we come to Him, He'll help us. He comes in and He slides in. You remember second service, we started singing a praise song and I could just feel the presence of the Lord come right into the church's yoke. It was the most amazing thing ever. We just stood up and just started praising the Lord, a song that we sing, and I could just see it in the spirit and I could feel it in my spirit, the Lord just coming right in and getting in. And all it took was us praising Him. Praising Him is a way to come in. What do you mean, Pastor? It says, I will enter your gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter your courts with praise. That is one way to come to the Lord. It's not always just crying out to Him, which is effective. But sometimes praising the Lord is the most effective. It's not about you. It's not about your problem. It's about Him. So, we come to Jesus, we give up control. Third and final today. We learn to trust. We learn to trust. Matthew eleven twenty nine continues on, Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. He says, Learn from me. Why? Because Jesus modeled peace. He modeled how to live life with purpose and peace. This is the third step in lowering your stress level, is to follow Jesus' model. You watch how he did it, and then you try to replicate it. Do what he did. Watch how he lived. If you want to live a balanced, healthy life, nobody lived a better balanced and healthy life than Jesus Christ. He says, study me. Watch me. Watch how I did it. What does he say? He says, learn. Learn from me. Learning is not something that happens overnight. It's something that takes a process. It takes time. You learn to reduce stress in your life. 
It's not going to leave instantly. Why? Because the stress didn't happen instantly. This has had to build over the years of your life. It hasn't just all of a sudden gone from absolutely zero stress to so much stress that you can't take. You didn't get into the mess that you're in instantly. The overloads, the habits, the work habits, the play habits, all those things over the years, it's taken time to build to this plateau. And just don't think that you're going to fall off this stress wagon overnight either. It's like an onion. You peel a little bit, a little bit back at a time. Just like you learn how to be under pressure, you're going to have to unlearn how to, how to uh, undo certain things in your life. There are habits that you need to practice for the rest of your life. It takes time. And that means you've got to be willing to learn. I always refer to this, and I hope you guys don't get sick of it, because I'm going to probably refer to it the rest of my life, is losing weight. Losing weight was one step. Keeping it off is another step. And I don't know which one's harder. Because I can't let up. And you know what? Sin is the same way. You can't let up. You've got to keep your guard up. You've got to keep your guard up. Let me tell you, I don't always keep my guard up. It's hard. We we get lazy. We get we get behind. We we um we think we're doing good. Did y'all hear that one? We get to a point where we think we're doing good and we ease up. We eat a donut. It's okay. I'm doing good. Then I sneak back out there and I eat another one. Donuts aren't the devil. (laughs) Donuts aren't the devil, mama. But it's just like sin. I'll I'll just take this one little bite. And then I won't ever bite it again. And then you take a second one. Man, I'm still doing good. Can you think how bad I used to be? And I've just taken two bites. Let's take one more. Can you see how easy it can slip in? And eating is a great example because it's so easy to blow it. Isn't it? It's so easy. And you know what? Sometimes I do. I just blow it. And I know what I'm doing. And I know i got to pay on the other end. I don't indulge. I don't sit there and eat 50 pounds of food but I eat things that normally I wouldn't eat. That's not sin. Don't get me wrong. That's not sin. But sin works the same way. How easily we let things come in. The Lord says, learn. Learn. It takes time. What does he say? Learn from me. And what does he show us about him? For I'm gentle and humble. I'm gentle and humble. What would you think in stress reduction in the life? Wouldn't you think the Lord would say, Come to me. Learn from me. I'll teach you endurance and stamina. Wouldn't you think that's what he would tell you? I'll teach you time management and goal setting. No, that's not what he says. He says, I'll teach you gentleness and humbleness. The bottom line is, he says, what I want you to learn from me is if you'll watch my life, you'll learn gentleness and you'll learn humility. Why? The two biggest causes of stress in your life, and you don't realize what they are, but the two biggest causes of stress are arrogance and aggression. 
You say, these words aren't who I am. Let me tell you, it's who I am. If, if anybody's preaching to the choir, it's me. Arrogance and aggression. You know what? I don't care who you are. They will show up in your life first. It shows up in the area of aggression. What is aggression? It's when we try to do things too quickly. We don't wait. We don't ponder. We don't delay. We don't think about it. We just jump in. How many times in your life have you said something before you thought? How many times has it got you in trouble? We just jump right in. That's what America teaches us is to be aggressive. The early bird gets the worm. You've got to go at it with gusto. You only go once around this life. You've got to go out there and you've got to make it happen. That's aggression. That aggression of not waiting, not thinking through, not pausing, not pacing yourself. That sense of let's just move forward. What happens? You get overcommitted. I'm not sure if any of you have ever done that. You've gotten yourself into more things than you could possibly get out of. Do you know it's easier to get into something than it is to get out of it? Everybody knows that one. It's easier to commit than to fulfill. Amen? It's easier to fill your schedule than to fulfill your schedule. aggression not waiting but moving ahead and filling up your life with a lot of things that maybe it shouldn't be filled up with the other thing is is arrogance what is arrogance it's the art of trying to control everything it's thinking you know everything i know what's best for me so i'm going to control my life and i know what's best for you and our life would be a whole lot easier if you would just get on with my program Got to be careful with this one. You know, when a couple goes down the aisle, you know, you're, you're ready to receive each other just how they are. But then when life starts, you start singing that song, I'll alter him or I'll alter her. You know, we both do it, men and women both. The truth is when you try to do it all, have it all, be it all, experience it all, in comes aggression and arrogance. You're acting like Superman or Superwoman, and the anecdote is gentleness and humility. You need to remind yourself that you're not everybody's savior. That God is and you're not. You do what God wants you to do, and you don't have to worry about the rest. Why did Jesus not have stress? Why wasn't Jesus stressed out? Because he only did what the Father said to do. He only did what the Father told him to do. He didn't worry about what other people thought. He didn't even worry about his own preferences. He just said, I do what God tells me to. Now, did Jesus have opinions? Sure he did. Do you remember when he was going to the cross? He said, I'd love it if this cup would pass but not my will but yours. Never was it, I don't want to do this, I'm not going to do this, and I'm going to throw a fit if I do this, and this must not be the right way. Nope. This doesn't look good, what's coming. Have you ever felt that way? That's okay. Have you ever seen what's ahead of you? 
I don't like the way this looks. But Lord, you have a way through this. You have a way for me that's perfect. Will I stop for a minute and walk that way or will I continue to mess up in in the way that I'm going? And we all do it. I'll be the first to say, I do it. You know, it's the, it's the description, it's the definition of insanity to think you can keep doing the same thing and get a different result. That's crazy. Two plus two will always equal four. If I keep doing the same thing, I'm going to get the same result. If I keep handling my finances the same way, I'm going to keep going in that same direction. If I keep handling my marriage the same way, it will continue to go in that direction. The question to ask is, do I know the Lord and am I so stubborn that I won't do it? Because you know what? It's not God's fault. We want to say, God, why have you let me land here? Well, I didn't. You, you walked there. And now you want me to get you out of it. In fact, you're even asking me to bless it. Wait a minute. Come to me. Come to me. Stop where you are and come to me. I can fix everything that you're doing. I can work out all things for good. That's the stupid stuff I've done and that's the right stuff I've done. That's the condition of the, of the economy. What's the condition of the economy? I can work all things for good for those that love me and are called to my purpose. What's the condition of our schools and drugs and everything going on? I can work all things for good. What's the state of America? I can work all things for good. Can that sink in? Will you come to Him? Not be arrogant. Not be aggressive. Jesus did what the Father told Him to do. It says 12 times in the book of John, it says, I just, I just say what the Father tells me to say. I go where He tells me to go. I do what He tells me to do. And as a result, there's peace in his life. You've tried everything in, in handling your stress. Why don't you try Jesus Christ 100%? Why not try the Lord? Come to Jesus. Give up control. Learn to trust. See if that doesn't dramatically shrink the pressure in your life. It says in Galatians 5.25, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. What does that mean? That means walking every step. Have you ever seen a well-trained army walk? It is a thing of art. They are going to one beat, to one sound, one direction, all together. In fact, if you, if you did not identify the, the one in that group, you'll lose them because of the, the group. What, what happens? The group becomes one. It is a beautiful thing. It's the same thing in music. When everybody starts doing their job exactly the way it's supposed to be done, not too loud, not too soft, not too fast, not too slow, not too high, not too low, but in harmony. All of a sudden, you start to lose each instrument and you hear 
the sound. Romans 3.28 says, Our lives get in step with God by letting Him set the pace. How do I learn to trust? How can my faith grow so that, my, so that I have more faith in God? There's one way that faith grows. By the Word. By the Bible. By God's Word. If you get into the Word of God, your faith will grow. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. You need to hear the Word. Read the Word. Think about the Word on a daily basis. You know what? If you do that, your faith will go up. What happens when you have faith? You start to believe according to God's word. Can I encourage you? God's word will produce. When you start to believe it, you will start to follow it. When you start to follow it, you will see the results of his word. We all get invitations in life. We get wedding invitations. We get birthday invitations. Right now we're getting graduation invitations. And you know, June and May is a big wedding month. You're never going to get an invitation like this. The greatest invitation that you'll ever get offered in your life is this one. Come to me. All who are hurting. All who are weary. All who are heavy, carrying heavy loads or heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in spirit. And you will find rest for your soul. For the yoke I give you is easy. And the load I will put on you is light. What's weighing you down? Your health, your children, your job, your marriage, anxiety, your finances, maybe it's your aging parents, maybe it's your family, what's weighing you down? Indecision about the future? The greatest thing that weighs you down is your separation from God, trying to live without God. Jesus even took that load on the cross. As I close right here, read this with me. Jesus personally carried the load of our sins in his own body when he died on the cross so that we can be finished with sin and live a good life from now on. He even took your load of sin. Will you pray with me? Have you ever come to Jesus 100%? The Lord says, come to me. The starting point of unloading is talking to Jesus and telling him exactly how you feel. What's frustrating you? Sometimes even your best friends don't want to listen to your burdens. But Jesus will never ignore you. Will you just pray this prayer with me? You can just pray it in your, in your heart. Father, we're tired. Father, I'm tired of being tired all the time. I'm tired of trying to control everything. I'm tired of living life without rest and peace. Forgive me for all the times I've turned to other things other than you 
Lord Jesus, today I come back to you. I want to stop trying to control things I never could control in the first place. Forgive me. Forgive me for allowing my insecurities and my ego from taking on, from taking on more activities than I could possibly manage. Forgive me for overloading my schedule, for filling my life with less important things so that I have no time for what matters most. Having no time to just sit and be quiet with you. I want to learn from your model, Jesus. I want to get in your word daily so that I can learn to be gentle and humble and I can have the peace that you offer. You may be here and you may say, Pastor, I've never even received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Just say this with me. Just say, Jesus Christ, come into my life right now. Forgive me and save me. I want to encourage you this morning. The word says to lay your burdens. Cast your burdens on Jesus. For he cares for you. Just want to open this altar up and you can take a hymnal or some something in your hand. And I want to encourage you. Step out in faith this morning and leave your stress up here on this altar. And yoke yourself with Jesus. I can't do this for you, but I encourage you to come up and say, here it is, Lord. I come to you this day. Help me carry my load. You may be here this morning and just need prayer for your finances or a job or maybe you've got a health issue going on right now that you need prayer for. Maybe it's for your marriage or for your children. Whatever it is, even if I didn't mention it, step out this morning. Step out in faith believing that the Lord can, find, can reach you right where you are. Will everybody stand up with me? And those ministering, come on forward. Cast your burdens on Jesus, for He cares for you.